Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We are still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, Let's get this episode started. So, um, Holler and Jason, we were uh, we were discussing outlaws, and uh, the funny thing was is that my my friend Layla Tucker just put a question up on uh, Instagram: Who's your favorite outlaw? And so, of course, I put her, her mom, Tanya, and uh, right, yeah, and, yeah. D- and, and DAC. I mean, yeah, da- well, David's yeah, David's know. one of my favorite outlaws. Even though he's controversial, but it's all unfounded. So, well, <laughs> so, uh, you know, to be a to be a true outlaw, I think you have to be 
controversial. I mean, you cannot be within the law or within conventional wisdom or or within the social norms and being outlaws. Does that make sense? That's why, I, you know, I, I could go down a whole long list of people that play outlaw that want to be outlaw. The problem is most of them really aren't, and they and, and for good reason, because they couldn't sacrifice. I mean, the sacrifices the true outlaw makes for that lifestyle. Exactly. Time and, yep. and money and freedom in a lot of cases. Most people can't do it. You know what I mean? They can play it maybe with a, a black jacket and and a tattoo, but to be a true a, a true outlaw takes years. Sometimes years. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it takes years of practice or is it athleticism? You're just born with it, right? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think you can make a choice to be an outlaw. I think you're either an outlaw or you're not. You now, whether you that way or you were yeah. born with it. Well, and I'm not saying all outlaws like criminals are, you know, they're not all bad. You know, I had a special, you know, I was going to give you a special shout out this week. My little brother was, uh, me and him was talking earlier this week about turkey hunting and some other stuff. And, and he told me them boys down in, uh, down where he lived. I mean, he really, really lives in the Ozarks. I live like Ozark light. I mean, he is down in it. You know what I mean? He is down in it. And uh, he told me that, uh, you know, that, I don't know, we got to talk, and guys are listeners. They're listeners to the shadows, you know. And um, that segued into, he wanted me to talk about Mike D. I'm not going to use his last name, even though I think he would be okay. I, you know, I wish I could get him on the pod, too. But he was, he, was, he was one of my good friends growing up, and he grew up going to church three times a week, just like me and my brothers, right? Yeah. And, and for some reason... I, you know, he was just born born to be an outlaw. You know what I mean? He's just absolutely born to be an outlaw. I remember one time when we were about in sixth or seventh grade, eighth grade, he had gotten a pack of cigarettes from somebody. I don't know where in seventh grade. Of course, back in them days, you could buy them, you know, but whatever. And I remember one of the one of the funniest things I ever tried to do, he put every cigarette in his mouth and tried to lie to me. Like 24, 25 of them, you know what I mean? And anyhow... I was in his wedding. He's one of these guys who got married when they're 18 or 19, you know what I mean? And now he's at the tender age of 52, and he's got 10 kids from eight different women. And the ten, one, ten, 10 kids from eight, eight different women. And, okay. and at the eight, tender age of 50, two years ago, he had his latest baby with a 24-year-old girl. And I don't know what truck stop she works at or Taco Bell or what she's got going on. But we were laughing, me and my brother. I mean, a true outlaw. What's the outlaw got that the women like, right? They, they must have something, right? They, Danger. They it's that mysterious. It's that hey, mystery. It's that hey, mystery. This is why my brother, hey, this is what my brother said. I want you to make a special shout out to Mike D. Because he said, when I was in Iraq, my brother was uh, in Iraq uh, back in the old days. Before there was, a, there wasn't even a green zone when he was there in 03, right? So um, he said, other than family members, Mike D was the only person that wrote to him. I said, are you kidding me? And my brother says, no, he was at whatever Western Missouri Correctional Center or whatever. whatever <laughs> and, and he said he espoused, he espoused uh, just how he was raised right and he knew right and he was so proud of us for turning out okay, but he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. One of my well, favorite, huh? Go ahead. Well, well, why does he think? Did he ever explain why he thought that he couldn't 
You couldn't do it? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you a story. Back in 1997, I was sent to St. Louis to do an overtime assignment. We called them Wolf Packs when I was a state trooper. And this is back when Mark McGuire was hitting all the home runs. Remember all that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was just crazy traffic. There was all this stuff going on. And we were assigned to these counties um, up there. And we worked four at night to four in the morning. So it was 12 hour shifts. And there was a little town down there where, where he, he had, when he felt, when his fortunes changed, he moved back down to where his folks were from, grandparents and stuff like that. And, and I kept in touch with him, as in my mom would tell me what his mom told her. Does that make sense? These church women still talk, but you know what I mean? My mom's talking about me being a highway patrolman. And her, his mom's talking about him being an, getting another woman pregnant or whatever he was doing at the time, right? So she told me what little town he was living in, and it happened to be in this zone I was working this overtime project in. So my mom says, well, you know, we'll try to look him up. I said, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to. And I drove way down in the sticks, and I'm talking in the sticks. And when I call this town, there's nothing there but about a trailer park from the 50s with seven or eight trailers in it, a bar, gas station, and country store all in one. It's like a little country store with a gas pump. Yeah. Yeah. And and a post office because they got to get their checks. And anyhow, but I don't have his address. I think I go down this town and I'll ask for it. I drive in there, and I mean, I'm in the full of what they call in the country a dick car, state dick. You know, you got all the emblems, full of light bar, seven, eight, nine antennas back in the days before satellite. And I get out of the car, and I put my hat on, and I walk in this one horse place. And it reminded you of the, the Charlie Daniels uh, 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 song, uh, Uneasy Traveler. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Traveling, you know? <laughs> so I walk in there, two or three people sitting around a little table like playing cards, and, and the place just is quiet. And I walk up there, and, they, and just like they always do at these small towns, they're always wanting to read your name tag, see if there's a new guy in town, or see if they can ask their guy about you or whatever. So I walked up to the bar, and the guy goes, can I help you? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm looking for somebody, and I don't know if you know where he's at, or he's a friend of mine. And they go, okay, who are you looking for? And I said, Mike D. And this guy looked a little bit. He said, you know, that name sounds awful familiar, but I just can't place it. And he hollers at those three guys at the table. You got Mike D? And they looked around and said, no. Maybe. Did he used to live here, but he don't anymore? No, I don't think we know him. And I said, okay. And as I start to walk out, I buy soda. And I start to walk out, the bartender says, well, hey, what do you need him for? And I said, well, I went to high school with him, grade school, high school. He's an old friend of mine. My mom talked to his mom, told me he's living down here. I thought I'd come down, you know, check him out, see what's going on with him. I said, you sure you know where he's at? No, where he's at. He said, no, I don't know. I wish I did. I wish I could help you. Long lost friend stuff, but I can't. <laughs> and I'm way down here in the country. And this is back when your cell phone was a bag phone. If any of you guys remember what a bag phone was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't, so I don't get, I don't get a signal. I don't get a signal until I get back to the top of the hill. You know, I get out of these little creek bottoms and get way up on top of the hill and zigzag around. And finally, I get up there and my, I got a missed call from my mom and I call her. And uh, 
She said, well, you just down there at Richwoods, Fletcher, that's this Richwoods, this house. You just got Richwoods? I said, yeah, well, Dee's mom just called, and she he went down, and she said the bartender called him, come up to his trailer and got him, because he ain't got a phone, come up to his trailer and got him, said there was a state trooper looking for him. So he said what they want. He said, well, this is his name, and he said he was an old friend of yours. And he said, oh, he was. So they ran down the hill to try to catch me, of course, by the time I was gone. And uh, they wanted me, he wanted me to drive back down there all the way. And I mean, it's 35, 40 miles. It's just terrible, crooked road. And I said, no, I'll tell him I'm going to have to see him next time or something. But there ain't no way I'm going to drive down all that crooked road to see him. You know what I mean? He should have came out. Well, he didn't know what law. They just know the law was looking for him. He didn't know which one, you know. <laughs> so I tell him, next time he's in town, they come, he's up at his mom's, tell him to stop by and see me. So... A few months go by, and I'm sitting at the office. And when I say at the office, I mean it's the troop headquarters outside of Jefferson City, Missouri. Anybody that looks it up will see. I mean, it's, it doesn't get no more copy than this place, right? There's, there's at any given time, there's six, five, six, seven, eight of them in the office, lieutenants, captains. There's 100 marked cop cars around back. The, the garage is there. I mean, this is, this is Grand Central Station for law enforcement, right? And I get a phone call, and it's Mike Dean. He said, hey, man, what's going on? I said, nothing. He goes, sorry, I missed you. And I said, that's okay. You know, we get talking a little bit. He goes, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm about to leave mom to head back home. I thought I'd swing by and see you. I said, well, where are you going to meet you at? And he goes, I'll just come by your office there. And I said, dude, you don't want to come by this office. Now, he ain't got no license. He's under what's called permanent revocation. So you can get suspended, then you get revoked, and finally you just get permanent revocation. Which means so he's just, he, just, he's he ain't got nothing. And I said, dude, I don't think that's a good idea. And he said, well, I'm going to be there in a minute because I got this new girlfriend who's got a cell phone and I'm on it. And I said, okay. So I walk on out the front door because I got to get him intercepted before all these other people get him. They don't have the same humor I got. And at that time, they changed the intersection a little bit. It's a four-lane highway. They, they, you know, what's called limited access highway. And I can look out there and here comes an old cutlass. I don't think it was a Monte Carlo, for sure, Cutlass, you know, 83, 84 Cutlass. You know, the only piece of thing on it that wasn't primered was the blue front clip. It had some craggers on it, jacked up in the back, you know. That helps you blend in when you don't have a driver's license. Exhaust, <laughs> about half knocked off. He gets up there to the ramp, and he lets off the gas. He goes, you know, he's been going 65 mile an hour down the highway, and then all of a sudden he's got a turn, and he goes, blah, 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 blah. And then he's got to beat the oncoming traffic to make his left hand turn. So when he gets a when he gets a <laughs> opening in traffic, he goes blah, 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 blah. Then he's got to let off because now he's in the parking lot. Let off. Blah, 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 blah. And he pulls right on in there and waves at the cop that's pulling out. Pulls that thing right up the front front of the office. Throws her in park. Jumps out. You know, lights him a Marlboro Red. Right. That's before they could. They were seven dollars a pack. You know, when a poor guy could smoke. And he sits out there. Hey, he sits out there flipping his Zippo. Yeah, I could tell he was a little nervous. He tried to be king of cool, you know, like poor man's James Dean or something, or or uh, or uh, what's his the other movie star? What's the Great Escape guy? Oh, so, uh, Steve McQueen. Like he's trying to be Steve McQueen. But I can tell he's getting nervous because every time a cop would walk by or drive by, he'd flip his Zippo. Click, 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 click. You know how you've been around them guys? Click, 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 click. Got us flip that Zippo two or three times, you know. Gets fight or flight kicking in. They want to run. But trying to, you know, now I can give him one of them fidget spinners those kids get him. But he couldn't run anyway because he had a <laughs> pregnant gal and a couple old kids unrestrained in the back of his cutlass. 
<laughs> so I sat out there and talked to him 10 or 15 minutes and, 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 you know, and said our amens or whatever. And he left. As I'm walking back in the door, my lieutenant was there. My old lieutenant was at this time, the one I had at the time was an old school guy. His daddy was a trooper and he was a trooper and he had two brothers that were troopers. I mean, he's, it's, you know, straight arrows you can get. And he goes, Hey, what's the deal with that guy? And I said, Oh, some old outlaw I ran into the other day. And, well, it sounds like he needs to be run into again. What the hell's his problem? And I said, well, he, he showed me his expired insurance card. He's had it expired. So I just flat lied to my boss right there. So he jumps this old color. But he went right in the belly of the beast right there, okay? So only true outlaws have that <laughs> devil may care. You know what I mean? They, I mean, they don't, they don't need them. What was that? But we don't need no stinking badges. He could care less about your stinking badges. You we don't know. need no stinking yeah, badges. I think what happens is once you cross the river, once you cross over, you ain't he ain't got. You know what I mean? What are you gonna do to him? He's done had it done to him, and then shortly thereafter, you know, a few years later, he's in the penitentiary for you know, drive without a license, drive drive revoked, you know, child support, you know. And he said, "That's nothing. I don't get about these gals." You know, what's a 25, 26-year-old gal? I mean, if this dude's got six, seven kids from the other gals, what makes you think he's going to pay you? <laughs> but, but hey, I'm sorry, though. My picture of an outlaw, though, doesn't include a guy going to the penitentiary for for driving without a license and unpaid child well, support. Well, he's other stuff. I'm trying, to, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to paint him with a better brush. Okay, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to, you know, it's focusing his people. Because people might might listen to this, and I don't want you know what I mean. I'm trying to I'm trying to lighten him up a little bit, you know. I mean, I thought I thought when you were in the pr- in prison, like they said, "What are you in for?" Uh, now, you know, I, I, you, wrote, this is I wrote a bad Go check. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm old enough to remember when they had a whole prison full of people with DWIs and bad checks. Jeez. Oh, and and you see what happens is now they don't go down to the counselor's office. And, and decide they're going to be a criminal. Well, your career track to be a criminal. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to take the ASAP store, you know, to join the military, or I'm going to take the ACAP store, which is what the criminals to, to take. Well, your ACAP store says you're going to be a bank robber. Oh, great. You're going to be a financial crimes expert. They don't have them like that. You know what I mean? They don't have them like that. what happens. They get caught driving some old junky car, drinking and driving, or they don't have a license, or they get some old crate. Usually it's people that are broke and got no money. They they, they buy an old car, and they don't have license plates on it. And then they're going to drive it to work because they got to try to make some money, and then they get an accident. Or Ren 1010 pulls them over. Uh, uh, or Barney Fife, as my brothers would call it. Barney Fife or, or, uh, or uh, all my brothers got another thing for the locals, but I can't forget what it's called. It's something that's a cartoon character. Huckleberry Hound. Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my big brother draws it up. <laughs> anyway, the Huckleberry Hound sniffs them out, pulls them over because they ain't got no license plate, right? And then gives them a ticket. Well, now they're in the ticket, or they don't have any insurance, so then they get revoked or suspended, and, and, and it's a cascading effect that they never get out from underneath because they don't have the, the resources. If they'd had money for license plate or insurance, they'd had it day one, but they don't. You know what I mean? They don't, and 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 the weight of the state crushes them. Is what happens, and then one thing leads to another, and they can't get a job. So I'm gonna have to write a hot check, or I'm gonna have to steal something, 
or I'm, you know what I mean, or, or, or it just goes down and down and then, you know, over and over and over and over and over. And next thing you know, you're a criminal and you're like, this on it. Why should I abide by the rules? Because nobody's, you know, the rules aren't there for me, right? Well, I mean, unless you want to run into Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> you know, I know I'm just saying, I got a soft spot for a lot of these criminals. <laughs> It's a, a it's a fine line. Hey, it's a fine line, man. I can I'm total I'm totally there with you. You know, and it takes me back to it takes me back to the original. Like D- David always said, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. You know. Well, see, I, I like David. That's why he's really in the show business. He's my favorite. He's a true outlaw. I mean, Hollywood is full of movie stars that play some tough guy on TV, and then they're a tough guy, right? They'll say, oh, well, so-and-so's tough or so-and-so's tough. You know, and I don't want to badmouth any Hollywood folks, but, you know, I think it's somebody, and I'm just going to throw it out there, uh, like a Robert De Niro it played some tough guys back in the day, right? Yeah. I don't know how to say this. You can play a tough guy if 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 the writers give you a tough guy, right? Right. Yeah. If they write the part. <laughs> people, people like David, in, in, not even in his prime, as an old man, is – is a hundred times harder than somebody like De Niro will ever be. And he doesn't even have a screenwriter. He doesn't have a writer. He doesn't have an agent. He don't have shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he don't even have a, you know, he don't have nothing. Because <laughs> no, nobody would write stuff to cre- that, that that guy does. What did Chris Christopherson write to Janet Joplin saying, freedom's just another word with, for nothing else to lose? Hey, Bingo. these guys really ain't got nothing to lose, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, in some ways, they're they're lost in time. You know, they 150 years ago, the 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 the, the immigrant from Europe or the old West Cowboy or whatever, he just had to close on his back and and a dream, and he had to go survive until the Indians killed him or he got sick and died or or or. Now that's an now that's okay. an outlaw. That's an outlaw right there. And some of these guys, like David, and, and, and the closest thing I would say, you know, maybe the, some of the outlaw motorcycle clubs. And then and there's some dudes out there now that, that, that uh, you know, there's some of these dudes that have came back from fighting in the sandbox. And, and they, you know, they I don't want to say they can't hold a job. Or they just, man, they're just, they're just out there. And, you're, you know, and, and we have, I don't even know where it's going with them. Some of them, you know, there's a, there's a whole layer of of people out there that are just doing whatever they want for as long as they can do it, you know. That's right. They drift, right? That's another <laughs> song. Any modern day drift or something? Like, uh, uh, Willie, yeah. Modern day, don't maybe don't let your yeah uh, kids grow up to be Bedouins or whatever you call them. You know, maybe there's a song in it. You know. I don't know if I can. Hey, listen, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I don't know how many things I can rhyme with Bedouins. I well, gotta be honest with I, you. You know, I asked the barrister. He's got a facade in his head. He's probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just telling you that uh, in some ways it's envious. I, you know, and he's back with a couple. Of, I have a little outlaw envy sometimes. You know what I mean? And I'm not the kind of guy, you know, I know a lot of cops that ride Harleys when they're off duty and they have tattoos or whatever, and they want to, I wasn't that guy, right? But there's something about a dude that can tell you, just go screw yourself, that you got to respect, you know? Amen. Amen. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>